Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan. Today, my friends, I want to talk about something that I've made mention of plenty of times. However, I've yet to do an actual episode all about it. It's time to give credit where credit is due. Now, if you don't know what I'm about to talk about, maybe go listen to a few episodes and you'll probably catch it. And if you don't, well, just listen in and you'll know all about it. For those of you that do know, and for those that don't and you're still here, I'm going to be talking about the program that I went to for my start of recovery. And that, my friends, is called The Men of Nehemiah. Anything? Nothing? Okay, good. I'll keep going. From here on, it's going to be called M-O-N or MON for short. And it gives me a little bit of a tongue-tie think speech impediment. Anyways, so first, to know about the men, sorry, MON, to know about MON is to first understand that Nehemiah is a book in, I believe, the Old Testament, and it's about rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And the thing is, is that it was a massive undertaking by basically everyone involved, and it took an enormous amount of effort, planning, coordination, and ultimately it got done very quickly and so that's what mon is all about it's all about rebuilding the walls that's their statement that's their catchphrase if you will and it works so whenever we're talking about these walls it's all about the walls that we put up as protection which was our addiction And so we have to break that down. And then after we break it down, we learn how to put it back together, but properly. So you might be asking, well, where is this M-O-N? Where is this Mon? Well, funny thing is, if you're not from the Dallas area, not going to catch what I'm about to say and it's okay trust me I'm not from Dallas I'm from Amarillo the true North Texas and it was a shock to me to say the least but the thing is Mon is located in South Dallas like big whoop right South Dallas okay well it's also located off of Park Row. Oh, Park Row. Nice name. There's probably a park there, right? No. And trust me, it's not a pretty place. However, the location of this place is ingenious, to say the least. I'll get into that here in a little bit. But first of all, 
let's talk a little bit more about what it is. So, Mon is a Christian military rehab. Kind of different, right? Yeah, I thought so too. And the thing is, is that it fucking works really well. And it doesn't do the normal rehab stint, if you will. In fact, they have a program there that is three-faceted, and that includes your clinical, your mental, the physical, and the spiritual aspects. Now, for those of you that don't deal with the disease of choice, the spiritual aspect may not seem like it's important. It's a huge deal. Trust me. Look at everything that recovery is about. A huge part of it is about spiritualism. Anyways, so Christian military rehab. Okay, got that down. Take notes or just listen in because, again, you might need it or you know someone that could benefit from attending. Now, you might be asking, well, it's a rehab in Christian military at that, so it must cost a pretty penny. Well, you'd be wrong. It is a completely free program. Yes, you heard me correct. It is completely free. With a little asterisk right there, because you do gotta pay, but it's not in the way you would really think. I say this because whenever it was first introduced to me, I heard free rehab. I was like, okay, like I will go. And I'll give a little bit of my testimony just so someone can relate, maybe. But the thing is, I was so ready just for the free aspect. I didn't mind uprooting myself, getting down to Dallas, and then doing it. The thing is, whenever I was told this next part, I almost said, nope, not at all, not happening. I don't care if it's free. <laughs> and that would be that it's nine months long. Nine grueling months. I say grueling, but really, it flew by. So, it's nine months. It's entirely free, and it's not anything like your other rehabs. So, with the Christian aspect, we go to church, we do choir, so if you go or send someone there, they will have to sing. No ifs, ands, or buts, they will. And with the military aspect, we do physical training and also learn some more proper etiquette, for lack of a better term. And then the clinical you get to speak and have your own therapist or licensed counselor, whatever you want to call them. And it's just flipping amazing because those three 
works so well together that I didn't think a place like that would exist. Nonetheless, free. So, of course, like, there's something in it for everyone. And the thing is, though, not a lot of people know about this place. It sucks because this place can only hold about 50 men right now. Yes, 50 for nine months, and it's all free. They are currently building a second facility to facilitate even more. If I'm not mistaken, it was either 100 or 200 they're looking at doing, and I'm excited for the future of that because I want to be a part of it at least a little bit because I got to give back to the place that got me where I'm at today. Now, the thing about it being a free military Christian rehab for nine months, mind you, is that you have to put in the work. That's where the free aspect goes away because time is money, money is time, you know. So you give nine months of your life to this program but in return, you get the rest of your life back. See where I'm going? For me, I thought nine months was ridiculous. I was like, there's no way I'm doing it for nine months. I don't need nine months. Boy, was I wrong. And I'm glad I was. Because as I went through it, there were times I wanted to leave, but I had played my cards to the point to where if I left, I would be screwed. I had like $50 to my name. I had a cell phone that probably wasn't going to work once I got out, and I had no family. I had that cousin and his mother. Um, and so if y'all are listening, hello. <laughs> but... I just had nowhere to go. And so I'm glad that I didn't have anywhere to go because Mon became my home away from home, my second family. And like whenever I think of other rehabs, especially those that you pay way out the ass for, you get acupuncture, massages, a pool, uh, meditation, blah, 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 blah. All this fancy stuff that's supposed to take you into, well, a state of bliss, if you will. And the problem with that is, well, it's nothing more than a glorified vacation, except with the word rehab and or recovery but no one gets anything out of it because getting away from your stress for x amount of time yes it's crucial and it helps but the thing is if you don't do anything with that time towards yourself on the inside you're going to leave that place as you came in and trust me you don't want to go there 
it's not good and that's where Mon separates itself from the rest so this place gives you free food free lodging everything you have nothing to worry about except for family children stuff like that but the thing is remember you put in nine months and you get the rest of your life back if you work it and that's the thing i saw so many people come in feel like they were better than ditch but the thing with that was that they weren't ready a lot of them come back and m-o-n still and m-o-n still takes them back whether it be the third fourth fifth time they won't give up on someone one of the things that makes it so great is that the people that staff it a lot of them are addicts and alcoholics themselves in fact the founder uh, I think he won't care if I say his name Colonel Lewis he started it actually his father started it and then he brought it from his home and got it down to Dallas and it's a beautiful thing because Colonel Lewis is one of the most talented and passionate people I've probably the most passionate person I've ever met and he genuinely cares about everyone that walks through those doors and so whenever you're trying to help someone with this disease of choice the thing is we need people we can relate with and that's one of the things that we get there during our active addiction we sat there and we felt more alone than you can possibly imagine and I mean alone I don't care if you had a spouse I don't care if you had really good friends even friends you were using with there was just something about it that puts you in such a dark place that you feel so alone in all these other rehab places if you're dealing with a nurse that's never had a drug or alcohol problem it takes away that little bit of a bond you could have there's no common ground except for the fact that y'all are in the same facility but one's getting paid and the other one is dishing out money that's it but at Nehemiah it was the first place that I actually went and I could finally relate I had other people relating to my story and it blew my mind I had no idea the people out there strangers that I never knew they knew exactly what I was going through and that right there gave me the first glimmer of hope 
Not the fact that it was a free rehab. Not the fact that I was there somehow alive after 10 years of addiction and the last one year almost killed me several times. And the detox probably did kill me, but I'm still here. The hospital did its thing. It saved my life. Nehemiah helped save my soul. Helped save my spirit. And that's the thing. Like I said, you get nine months in it, and you get the rest of your life back. But the first glimmer of hope was having people I could relate to. These total strangers I've never met, I didn't even know existed. These people knew me without me having to say a damn thing. They would listen to my story. They would relate to my story, give me part of their story. And together we built bonds that really can't be replicated almost anywhere, except for maybe the military. But remember, Christian military rehab. <laughs> so it's... It was crazy, and it still is. It boggles my mind how a place like this could actually exist. You know that saying, if it's too good to be true, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. This is the one exception that I've come across, and I cannot tell you how much it's helped me, how much it's helped some other people out there so many I don't remember the last statistic of it but I can tell you that more people walk out of there and stay recovered than a lot of other places however this again is not a guarantee the guarantee doesn't exist because we're dealing with the disease of choice. This disease, it doesn't care who you are, it doesn't care what you do, it doesn't care where you're from, none of that. It's ruthless and it'll come after us. Well, maybe not you, but if you're an afflicted one, if you're an addict, alcoholic, you know what I'm talking about. It sucks, there's no painting a pretty picture about it it just sucks so i wish i had known about this way long ago but i wasn't ready that's the thing you have to have a certain gift that would be the gift of desperation you have to be desperate enough to try something completely new you have to be willing to try something new. You have to be accepting of something new. You have to surrender. But guess what? Surrender doesn't mean what you think it means. That'll be another episode. But with this program, it is phenomenal. I can say proudly that I went through all nine months. And look, see, dog tag. And then 
Then my trophy. Don't mind that it says Tanner. That is my first name. But the men of Nehemiah rebuilding the walls. I graduated June 26th of last year. So 2022. And my first day after being dropped off was September 21st, 2021. My first day in the community was September 24th, 2021. And those are a few dates I'll never forget. So I can tell you from firsthand experience that this place, it works. Not only does it work, it rebuilds everything. Once the person starts to get their life back together from the inside, then the outside stuff will come. The hard part is trying to not play catch up because that's a game that will eat anyone's lunch. Catch up is a cruel, well, thought. It's like a scheme of some mad scientist. I want to talk about the location. Remember, it's in South Dallas. It's in Park Row. The thing is, with this street, with this block, there's so much pain still around because you have people actively selling, using, prostituting, everything on this little strip. And so the thing is, with that, it's ingenious to have that there because it's letting you see the pain that some people just got out of. Nehemiah is so accepting. It's so accepting that you could be that person in the street, decide you want something better, go and get in. And if they have a spot, they'll take you in. They don't give up on anyone. And if they do, then that person probably deserves it. But I don't think they have. And so I want to also say that it can and will be okay. Whether you're the afflicted one or the friend and family of one. But eventually, it'll be okay. The hard part is really just letting it take its course. And that's one of the crappy things about it is that we don't get to say how long this will take. We don't get to say whenever we're really, really ready. It takes a lot of rock bottoms. And that's the thing too, with rock bottoms, it, it can go deeper and deeper. It sucks. Every time I thought I had hit mine, I somehow dug even further. But the minute, no, no, caught myself, Mon, is a great place to build that foundation 
for recovery. It's a great place to build a community out of it. A place to start your support system, which is crucial in recovery. That's another episode later on. But the thing with Nehemiah is that it's beautiful. It's difficult to go through, but in the end, it's all worth it. The part that seemed like it lasted the longest was the first couple of weeks because I went from being drunk all the time to, well, I'm sober and I'm going to class every day, waking up at five o'clock in the morning and going to class, getting back home and then going to sleep, waking up, doing it all over again. And to touch on that little subject, home is this little apartment. You get two bedrooms and two guys in each one. Y'all have to sit there and keep that place clean because it'll be inspected by Command Sergeant Major. And yes, he is the real deal army ranger so whenever they do the military aspect they take it seriously for a good reason but some people let that get to their head and start to think that that's all the program is about but they're not actually doing what they're supposed to be doing but whenever you're in there all you have to worry about is focusing on you focus on the inside because once that is fixed or at least in the process then you can start building your walls with others start your family back up get involved in your loved ones lives that you may have not had you stayed out in your shit I can say, again, proudly, that I've went through that program. It was amazing. And it's <laughs> it's kind of like high school. I say that because there are aspects that I do miss, and then there are some that I'm glad I'm out. But I think that goes with a little bit of everything. And... This brings me back to the loneliness aspect. The people that we want to help, the people that are afflicted with the disease of choice, again, we're alone. Maybe we're not, but the thing is, is that we feel so alone. And for once, someone can relate and that's the whole point of this podcast it's nothing more than trying to bring awareness of the disease of choice to those that are not afflicted it's to build support for those that are it's to help the non-addict or alcoholic maybe see what the addict and alcoholic have to deal with 
And the thing is, you don't have to be one to relate to a lot of the stuff that I talk about because it's all part of the human condition. But the thing is, is that we've demonized addiction and those that suffer from it so much that it's time to actually look at it like it is a mental health illness and do something about it. And the first couple steps of that is actually understanding and being able to relate to those that suffer. Without that, there's still such a gap that leaves someone with bewilderment of, well, it's all about willpower. Well, that's where the paradox of the disease of choice is. Remember? Remember? We sit there and we start with a choice. It ends with a choice. But to get to that point, to make that choice, sucks. But again, it's worth it once you actually get through it. But this, this episode right here is for someone to hear it and then say either I need to go there or say I know someone that needs to go. Maybe show them this episode. If you go to retrievingsanity.com and you go down a little on the first page on the right side there's the men of Nehemiah logo click on it go to the link and it'll give you all the information you need in fact if i can i'll i'll throw a link in the description of this episode so click on it and just do someone a favor don't force it on them by any means don't hold an intervention because if that person is anything like this guy, uh, I would have stonewalled the crap out of you and made my head that much harder. And that would have just prolonged the disease. Not everyone is the same whenever it comes to that. But I can tell you right now, if someone is suffering, the only way that they will get help is if they decide that they want it. You can't do anything. Frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. It's in the big book. So, if you know someone that could benefit from this, send them this episode. And I'm going to make a part two because there's too much to really just hit right now and be ready because I know a lot of the guys that work there that went through with me so we'll have interviews special just with them and then you'll get a little bit more of an idea of what the men of Nehemiah is all about so remember if you deal with addiction there are people that understand and relate there is hope don't give up 
keep fighting, but try to fight against the addiction. And just know, coming from this guy, I now know I'll probably never have it 100% altogether. And the thing is, I've come to accept that. And I know now, I know now that I can ask for help and it's all right. You don't have to hide. You don't have to run because really you're just running and trying to hide from yourself. A lot of us are. Thing is, I'm anywhere I go and I'm annoying. So yeah, it, I, I kind of lose. But the thing is, I know what it's like. My rock bottom may not look like yours, and yours may not look like someone else's you know. That's one thing we can't do, is compare rock bottoms. What we can do is actually sit there and lift each other up and give support where it's needed. The problem with that is you have to be willing. Step number three, right there. Are you willing to get help? If you are, check out the men of Nehemiah and send this to someone that you might know. I don't know if it'll help, but again, it's a free nine month military Christian rehab and it works, trust me. From the bottom of my heart, if you suffer from the disease of choice, hang in there, I understand. And if you don't, well, hang in there for them because they need all the help that they can get. Don't give up on them just yet. But maybe that's their rock bottom it's a touchy subject and there's no good answer but for tonight I will leave this here and hopefully hear from y'all and hopefully this reaches just one person until next time Shlan.